One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. called out The Rock for a singles match. But then it looks like we might also be getting the tag match, but there was a big old tease of, I want a singles match between Cody and The Rock before WrestleMania. I am Lico in D-A-D. Sad E-Day returns. It's happy Saturday, day, ladies and gentlemen. I'm so excited. It's me and Luke Owen in the same room. At the same time, looking at you guys, I haven't done a live in a long time. People commenting and stuff like that. I haven't excited. I'm so used to like recording and just leaving you guys to do whatever. But yes, we're here. We are live. Australian time. (laughs) (laughs) Someone in the comments there be like, where's the edited review? Dude, the show finished like an hour ago. Give us time to get the edited review. I've already recorded it. Editor Adam Whitney is currently editing that. So it will be out later. But for now, you'll just have to endure the podcast version uh, of this review but we are here on the rest of the podcast review for elimination chamber 2024 please do press the subscribe button if this is your first time here and you haven't already give us a little thumbs up as well help us in that algorithm help us in the old algorithm leave a comment down below with what you thought of this show if you are watching live then join the celebrations of the return of sat e day look at all of this love pouring in for sat eniangi's return to the rest of the podcast and get in your ultra chats to rest.com forward slash support we'll read out all of them above the five US dollar amount. So yeah, Elimination Chamber 2024 mm-hmm. finished about an hour and a half ago or so. Yes. Um, because it was in Australia. Australia. Which means that we got it at, it started at half nine, I think it started in the end for the pre-show. I was late and you told me that, <laughs> <laughs> you told me the kickoff show was done already. I was like, Where, where's the Kabuki Warriors and where's Indy and, and Candice? You're like, that match ended like half an hour ago. I was like, oh, I was like deep into the chamber when I came in. Yes. Because you, I, in fairness, I thought the show was starting at 10. Yeah. I, I got in just early. I was like, oh, I'll just set the network up and stuff. I'll, make, I'll brew myself a coffee and mm. I'll sit down. And then the network started. And all of a sudden I was like, man, check, the pre show's on real early. Like, yes. It's going to be a really long pre show. And then it was like, no, no, the main event started. Well, the main show's starting now. I was like, oh, oops. I got the wrong timings to give to my co host here. Uh, no, it wasn't you. I, I even Googled it as well. I Googled it and it said 10 a.m. 
UK time. And I was like, I- I'm going to be there like nine something. But I was, a bit, I was 15 minutes late. And then being 15 minutes late, we were deep into the chamber match. And you were just telling me what I missed. I was like, crap. Also, it was delightful to see so many Americans kicking off about the fact that to get up early for this show or stay up late for this show. Okay, first of all, yeah. Deal with it, buddy. You, we, we've been doing this for years. For 20 freaking plus years, we've been waking up on Sunday, a day before work, a day before university, a day before school, bags under our eyes, being a formidable wrestling fan. So suck it up. There's only one time in a year, or maybe twice in a year, you can have it. Because France is going to be great, baby. Oh, yeah, there's France, there's the Saudi shows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As well. oh, weird exactly. Times for you. Yeah, we do it, man. You guys are spoiled because, you know, it's mostly based <laughs> in America or North America because you've got Canada as well. Let us have our good time as well. Let us wake up 10 a.m. in the morning and watch a wrestling show with our breakfast cereals. We did. We had, had two cups of coffee while I was watching this. It was delightful. And not for the reason of trying to stay awake. It was just... Yes. It's great. Morning. Mm-hmm. That's a dream. So, hey, we've got two dads here abandoning our children to come and watch the wrestling for today. Exactly. <laughs> Shout out to our kids. Shout out to our kids. Not watching this. <laughs> no. Oh, my kid is not watching this. No, no. My kid is making no. Rice Krispie Squares no, no, with her no, arms. No. If she did, she'd be like, Daddy. <laughs> Acknowledge me. So the, I felt that this was a fun predictable but yes. fun show yes like you yes. know the matches were good all the results were kind of never in doubt never in question but mm-hmm. like the wrestling up and down the card was was good i suppose the news coming out of the show did come from the grayson waller grayson waller effect and they called it grayson waller theory for a second and the grayson waller effect which was the guests on it uh cody rhodes and seth rollins mm-hmm. and it was there to announce one of two things, one of which was Seth Rollins is only a couple of days away from being medically cleared, so he's for sure going to be at WrestleMania. And uh, number B, that Cody Rhodes challenged The Rock to a singles match. He specifically said a one-on-one match between now and WrestleMania, because my diary, I'm facing Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, but that means I've got a free space to beat you up before we get to WrestleMania. Now, obviously, there's been rumblings of they're going to do the tag match night one and then Roman versus Cody on night two. This Rock and Cody... I mean, first off, do you think the singles match happens? They'll mail, they're male hand teasing us. The C-O-C-K teasing us. <laughs> oh, I see now. Exactly, yeah. They're it t- took me a little while yeah, to yeah, piece that yeah, cause, Yeah, because we're live and I'm like, I ain't going to be edited while I say this, so I have to self-edit myself. They're teasing us. We know that's not going to happen. And if it does happen, I feel like the actual match might get turned into a tag team match. It's not happening. I was a bit disappointed because I felt like now we're getting WrestleMania into... We're in February, by the way, right? Nearly the end of. Exactly. End of February. Let's get WrestleMania, you know, the, the road to WrestleMania started. It felt like it was like another cliffhanger. Like like you, you mentioned earlier, this could have been sent via email. Yeah, this had real strong could have been an email vibes. Right? Because imagine you're, you're, you're in Australia, you're getting excited, like they're building up, you know, the Grayson Waller, you know, effect. And then you hear that Cody and, and Seth Rollins are coming and you're like, oh, a big angle's coming. You know, something intriguing. Heck, send Paul Heyman down there to be a talking head for, for the bloodline. But it wasn't. It was just more like a, a, a celebration, a, a pat on the back and, you know, the rest that we were going to talk about in the segment. So I was a bit underwhelmed for what it could have been for me. Yeah, I've this segment more or less played out as I thought it was going to, which is that... The heels act like heels. The baby faces beat up Austin Theory and they stand tall. But I really thought that it, they were going to announce the match. They were going to announce the tag match at WrestleMania or at least give us a very clear indication of when the tag match will happen. But yeah, you're right. Like It was, it was just further teasing of what could happen down the line, which is what gave me strong, yeah, this could have been an email vibes to it. But I, I, so here's my positive for it. Okay. It got Cody and Seth on the show. 
Yes, it did. Yeah. People got to see the fireworks, got to sing the music. Exactly. They got to sing the theme song. It was such a SmackDown Raw segment. That's why it hurts it. I'm usually known for being very positive when I do podcasting, but I'm sorry. I have to be realistic. (laughs) Maybe I'm I'm a bit rusty because it's been a while since I've done it. I'm I'm showing real real life human emotions. I did not enjoy it, to be honest, because even if if it was designed to further splinter uh, Austin Theory and Grayson Waller, I I guess yay-ish, but it, it was very much like like, all right, Cody's talking about The Rock. Why don't I not believe it? Maybe it's my years of fandom, but the the, the setup for this uh, prospective match, it feels like it's not going to happen. So I feel like, why are we going through all of this? You're messing with my emotions. I'm just sorry. Maybe someone can help me out here. Have they got a show at Madison Square Garden coming up or something? And like, they'll do it as a big house show thing. Because I was like, I was trying to think, if you're going to do Cody versus Rock as a singles before WrestleMania, then you like... I don't know, you haven't got any more pay-per-views left to do it on. So I don't think you just do it on a Raw or SmackDown. And I was like, oh, maybe there's a Madison Square Garden house show no. coming up and they could do it there. The tag match going to happen because people have a theory that The Rock is setting up Roman Reigns. So in people's mind, The Rock's going to have Roman fight twice. Mm-hmm. So it would be The Rock saying, hey, instead of one-on-one against you, Cody, you don't deserve to be in the ring with me. Let's do a tag match. Oh, I see. And then Roman's yeah, the reluctant yeah, yeah. participant. Come on, head of the table. Yeah, yeah, I'll do the match. I get you. But yeah. Yeah actually answered the question of why didn't you just announce the tag match here storyline wise that is much better that it's the rock because because seth kind of said like he cody had challenged him to a singles match yeah and then seth stood up and was like there are two heads to this dragon we could slay them together which is you know further setting up the tag yeah but they didn't say tag they just where's teddy long i was legit was like you know what <laughs> if they're not gonna do it teddy long come on use it hold on hold on player we're gonna have a tag team match at WrestleMania, like something like that, because it felt like they were getting closer. So I was like, okay, because it's kind of like we, we, we're film buffs. So it's kind of like, what's the point of the scene? Why are they setting up? Oh, yeah. and, it, and I think the whole point of my issue was what they're trying to set up is not what's going to happen. I feel like, I feel like it's more because they've pivoted they're kind of scrambling up to create stories. It's kind of like, um, Rock's not going to be here. Who knows? So we need another cliffhanger for him to come and, you know, respond. But that's a part of the big problem, right? Is that neither Rock nor Roman were on this show. Cody was not booked for a match. Rollins is injured. He couldn't wrestle. So it did, uh, you, you know, I've seen him look, look at this, mostly a waste of time. Felt like a top of the second hour on Raw show, a top of the first hour on Raw. So like it's, it kind of felt like they were sort of scrambling to get something together, but they can't do anything big because, well, can't do big enough because Rock or Roman aren't there. And yeah, I mean, I saw someone else say like, Cody could have just come out and announced the attendance. Yes. <laughs> it would have it, had the same effect. It, it, and, and what made it for me kind of worse is when Austin Fury took the microphone and then he started doing a rock impression. It legit felt like they were riffing on the spot. It's kind of like, take it home, guys. Oh, we don't know how to take it home. I'm going to take the microphone and do my worst rock impression. The guy that made fun of me a couple of months ago, which I'm not bringing up now. Well, yes, because rock, Rock's also a heel now, so you can't do it's that. Still, it's also that thing of like makes the Rock feel like the bigger star of all of them. Like poor old Austin Theory was made to look like Geeko Supremo. Not poor match. old Austin. He deserves it. If you talk about <laughs> the midest of the mid mid card wrestler, there's a reason. The reason they call him mid card was designed for this guy because he's mid. I'm going to shout out Mark Cram from uh, Wrestle Club. Yeah. Uh, who said, that if I'm Austin Theory, I am not standing anywhere close to Grayson Waller because someone's going to realize that you're just a worse version of Grayson Waller. Well, in the, in the end, as we me and you we speculated, because uh, I've always felt like this tag team, you know, A-Town Down Under was designed because there's, there's a section of Twitter 
that believes that Austin Fury is destined to be a babyface or a good babyface because he is a disciple of John Cena. Right. Because he's, uh, I, I feel like he's maxed out his heel card, even though you did say, what has he done as a heel? <laughs> he played generic uh, heel, cocky heel number 75. He bombed hard. So it's nothing you can do as a, as a heel. So he's, he's taxed as a heel. Logan Paul's in a better job in the in the character description. Grayson Waller, who we're talking about, is doing a better job of being the cocky heel. So it's time for him to be a baby face because there's nothing else for him to do. Unfortunately, he may be the Miz in mid-2010s when he was a baby face uh, feuding with Wade Barrett. Yeah, yeah, getting the figure four out. Yes, exactly. Terribly, maybe. <laughs> but yes, but it's kind of like you have to do something. And this screams very much Miz and Morrison when they were tag team and when you broke come up Miz turned on Morrison and in this situation Austin Fury is the Morrison to the Miz's Grayson Waller I'm just going to throw out to the you know the audience here maybe we'll get a poll up on this um do you want to see Grayson Waller versus Austin Theory at Wrestlemania only if Austin Fury loses in three seconds because like that does not scream Wrestlemania to me no they should shove him in that multi-man match that we were talking about <laughs> oh, oh we'll get to your multi-man match uh but yeah let's maybe let's get that up as a poll and uh, does anyone have any interest in seeing that match yes or no because at this point I'm a firm no on that one. I've got zero interest in watching these two. If, if they made Austin Fury miraculously a sympathetic babyface, would you be interested? No, I think you've got to work real hard. Miraculous is a word that like that 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 word is is playing a lot in that <sighs> sentence because I I'm not an Austin Fury fan. I've made it noted. I'm not a fan of his. Uh, I'd rather watch AR Fox because that's whose moveset he does. <laughs> but that's good. <laughs> Dude, like, Austin Theory is probably Middle Earth, man. Like, he is he's not on my list of, like, that's guys to push. No, for me, it was a depressing period of time of WWE when he was considered the future. And I was like, what happened to what, what wait what was the point of NXT if that's that's the future so when I saw Bron Breaker and guys like that and Carmelo Hayes I was like thank you Jesus I was like yeah there was a dark period of time when Austin Fury when, when Vince was pushing him as his golden boy and it made him win money in the bank and everything I was like what are we doing like he's obviously not ready this is not even like Randy Orton 2004 level of like I'm not ready it's like this guy is nowhere near he's not over he's not connecting what's his character it, what, what hurts Austin Fury is he does stuff that's been done before but in less convincingly oh, yeah. even when he, when he cuts a promo I'm like I don't believe you I don't believe you cocky yeah so the I, reason why we're having this discussion is because uh, Austin Theory started doing rock impressions yes. I thought the first one when he just said it doesn't matter like mm. I thought that was quite funny he then did the finally uh, thing and he was about to do uh, If You Smell but Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes beat him up and they set up to give him the stomp and Grayson Waller who obviously is you know Theory's mate and tag team partner who is from Australia, so he was sort of treated as a bit of a hometown hero, looked and went, eh, I'm just going to step back and just let you guys do this. Yeah. I don't know whether it's just because, you know, he's the local boy, so you don't, he's not going to get booed as a heel. Uh, he did a shoey with a, uh, a UFC guy. Saw someone there say he did a shoey with Cody Rhodes. Cody's too pure. Cody's too pure to be drinking beer from a boot. From a fungus infected <laughs> boot. You were disgusted with this shoe. I, I am. I am. I kept saying, please tell me these are new clean trainers for this occasion. And I'm, I'm starting hearing from one of our editors, Adam, apparently you know, do shoes with fans, with shoes, fans, stinky, wet shoes. 
that sounds nasty. And I'm hearing your story about your stag do yeah, doing a shoey. That's because that's my stag do. Like, you know, as my, my friend, like, you know, I lost a, a bet or something on the stag do. And my friend made me drink a, a beer from a shoe. How, how did it taste? Well, I mean, I, I, was, I don't quite remember. It was, I was, it was quite, it was late in the night. Uh, it was also shoes. We were in a rented house and it was shoes they found in the cupboard. So we have no idea whose shoes or how long those shoes had been there for. Maybe it was shoes of a champion. Could have been. Maybe it's what made me so great. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I love it. But yeah, just to, just to round up that uh, whole whole segment, it felt like it was a seeming pile of nothing. But it's great that the fans in attendance, they got to see Cody and do the, the Seth sing-along. But it, it felt like if they had announced the tag match, it would have felt like, okay, this was designed for something. It added more to the fact that by next week or next month, we're, we're going to forget the segment. I I agree with you. Like I think that it was good to get them on the show because the show did feel like it was lacking in star power without mm. them. No Punk on the show, no Roman, no Rock, of course, no Brock either. So it kind of felt like they needed some names to to be advertised as appearing. So I get it from that perspective, but because it didn't really accomplish much of anything, it sort of felt like it was a half hour break between the men's tank match and the second chamber match. Felt like an, a really long ex- and This was half an hour as well, half of which was entrances. It was half an hour. Yeah, about half hour in total. They could have done a tag match between the four people in the ring. <laughs> but at the same time, you don't want to, after that, I think after the gender situation, they're, they're very much against of, we're not going to have our main event stars wrestle mid-carders <laughs> for them to potentially injure the the WrestleMania main event. is like There's so many injuries. That's why I understand why Cody's not wrestling it's kind of like we need to protect the main event cody don't wrestle so much seth just heal heal up wrestlemania is important i'm just annoyed that they're kind of like uh, elongating a simple announcement of a tag match because when when seth goes cody i'm like okay oh, <laughs> you need someone to back you all right what's, yeah. ha- what's happening why is austin <laughs> grabbing the microphone from um grayson in the first place i think that's part of the reason why he let his friend get stomped on it's kind of like you disrespected me in my home seat and you said australia you don't care about australia i think there's many things many emotions of grayson Waller's battling in the end of the day he was like i'm not getting involved this is your fight i'm just chilling with my with my people i'm gonna shout out to our australian viewers who are watching this show can anyone just like let me know is it shooey is that why it, the character's called bluey like, I get that she is blue, but, like, is Bluey a reference to Shuey? That is the million pound question. I'm just, I'm just curious. I mean, I'm just putting two and two together. So, you know, let me know, Australians. I did see someone who was at the show uh, early on say that they, apparently there were a few people who were upset that The Rock was not there because they'd worked themselves into thinking The Rock was going to appear. And I think because Triple H had said there's going to be big surprises on the show. I guess the big surprise was AJ Styles was was there. I was going to make the joke, the big surprise was Nia Jax had a great match, but I'm a Nia Jax fan. <laughs> yeah. I'm a Nia Jax fan. Is, is, is it easy? Is it? Yeah, I'm an apologist, but being an apologist for Nia Jax has worked well for me in 2024, and being an apologist for Baron Corbin has worked out for me in 2024 as well. Like Both people are proving themselves in their respective uh, areas and brands. Yeah, someone said, uh, no, it's not. It's, I think it's just pure coincidence. It is because... The girl is blue. Um, well, actually, when I first started watching that show, I thought uh, Bluey was a boy. I thought it's that's been, why because, not because Bingo Bingo's orange because her mum's orange, and I thought Bluey was blue because because uh, his dad was blue. And then I found out no, the blue is a girl. And I was like, oh, I'm just completely wrong on that one. So he's trying to feminize name Bluey. <laughs> Hello, Bluey. Uh, what a show! Oh, we'll actually get to talk about Bluey in a minute as well. Actually, with the pre-show.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Uh, Dad Life is going to kick things off here in the Ultra Chats. Do get your Ultra Chats in. Restalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out all of them above the five US dollar amounts. Dad Life kicking things off to say, ever since Seth referenced the shield, I've had the image in my head of Seth, Cody, and Jay standing in front of Rock and Roman and putting their fists together to signify them being WWE shield against the tyranny of the bloodline. The show is a show that I don't want to infringe upon the original legacy of the show. I, I get why people be excited, but I wouldn't want to mention the show unless you get all three members back together again. Yeah, I think yeah, I think there is something to that because otherwise you got that memory of Kurt Angle. Well, Kurt Angle was an honorary member. You know, bless him. He looked like a happy dad. Like me and my kids. <laughs> he was the I'm happy taking dad. A, yeah, I'm going to prom with my kids. You know, he's, he's like in the background. He's like, yeah, he looks so cute in his gear as well. Bless him. <laughs> booking like a mark. The best. Uh, booking like a mark. The best February events are detours or intersections on the road to WrestleMania. This PLE felt like an actual stop. We knew they were. I knew what they were setting up, and some rivalries were paused since there was no PLA to do. Matches were good. Stories were mid. Oh, is he, is he saying in total in terms of the show? Yeah, just like it was uh, an actual, it wasn't a road, this was a stop. It wasn't. I feel like a lot of things were set up, you know. I, but I think the, the point that Booking Like a Mark is making is it's stuff that they'd already set up. So like we knew going, I, and I think that's probably a lot of people's overall takeaway from the show is that we all knew Becky was winning. Yeah. We all knew Drew was winning. Mm-hmm. We all knew Rhea was retaining. Yeah. And we all knew the Judgment Day was retaining. Yes. Which does sort of feel like it is. This is a, a stop. No, but I, I felt like uh, to do a positive on the Elimination Chamber for people that watched it, we all watched it. Um, 
Tiffany Stratton walked out with a potentially a WrestleMania match with Bianca Belair. That's where the strength of this show is. It's in the other stories that might have been set up. In-ring storytelling. And, you know, I'm not going to talk so much because there's certain points that you mentioned in the office that I loved. And I'm, I want you to say, I don't want to... Uh, verbalize it before you, you have I feel like there's a lot more storytelling in matches that set up a lot of things I feel like with the men's um, money um, money in the back men's uh, elimination chamber I feel like it set up a whole different match that could potentially happen at Wrestlemania so I feel like there was some good stuff that happened uh, I feel like e everything went well but there's nothing that exceeded it to the next level that's, yeah. that's the only thing Charlie here said just got home from the show absolute banger and hope we were loud on stream big hole in the roof did not help Tiffany's a star booing Dom is so much fun finally just wanted to say as a drama teacher I do love Dan Layton and others mentioning their little drama things <laughs> I was a former stage child when I was at school I I, I went college and I did performing arts as well so yeah, yeah. And, I, and I was in the choir I once performed in the Royal Albert Hall for the Rolf Harris tribute show in 2003 yeah, we, did, we, we didn't know. Listen, I, no, sorry, sorry. No one's taking this moment from me. I performed at the Royal Albert Hall. I don't care who I performed it for. Listen, everyone loved him at the time, hence why he had his own tribute show. By the end of the day, Sai Nyangi performed at the Royal Albert Hall. Take it, love it. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, yes. I've not done it. Yeah, exactly. I've done it. I've, I've done it. I should put it on my CV more. I should, <laughs> I should, I should put it in my WrestleTalk audition video that I did. Yeah, why, yeah. why is it not on your Twitter profile? Yeah, you know, he once performed at the Royal Albert Hall. I might do. That might become my gimmick. I was like, did you know that I once performed at the Royal Albert Hall? I mean, have you done it? You haven't? Oh my gosh. You're in the presence of someone that's done it. Yeah. I was in the choir. I was I was on stage. Yeah. Oh, when Mark Madden used to get really angry at wrestling fans. And if people would say, like, you were very bad at commentary, we're like, yeah. well, at least I made it and you didn't. That could be your thing. Well, at least yes. I performed at the Royal yes. Albert Hall. Exactly. Exactly. That is, yeah, that's a big thing. I'm gonna tell my daughter one day. She ain't gonna understand at the moment, <laughs> but when she's a bit older, she understands the significance of the Royal Albert Hall. I was there. There. Were you? Uh, and lastly for now, Gamma here says, G'day lads. I was at the event and man, for my first ever WWE event, I loved it. However, my Apple Watch was telling me noise levels hit 95 decibels during all the entrances. So to answer the question earlier from Chad saying, was the crowd, did the crowd sound loud? I think the whole, certainly like a lot of the sound just left. Yeah. It didn't come through much on, on camera at times. I think during entrances, very much so. During matches, not exactly. But certainly, like, you know, the, the heat that Dom got was, was great. So, like, elements like that, you could tell the crowd were on fine form. Also, WWE's production did a lot of censoring of you. Anytime you just, like, did a bad word, they would just cut all audio. It wasn't even, like, stop, start. It was just cut all audio. At one point, the screen just cut fully to black because you were uh, flipping off Dominic Mysterio. Naughty. Naughty. And they just cut to black for about, like... 10 seconds we were confused we're like what's going on with the feed because yeah, the commentary stopped as well mm -hmm. and adam whitney was like i thought the undertaker was coming down exactly <laughs> we, we, which we wouldn't be shocked because he did you know get on the plane with everyone else he did Right, let's get into the show as a whole. Uh, it did have a match on the opener, on the uh, the, the pre-show, which was the way of Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae taking on uh, the Kabuki Warriors for the Women's Tag Team Championships. Just, it's get, it gets Indy on the show. She's Australian. It's not like they built the way up for this match. It was just, they just, hey, we'll just announce this out of nowhere. The match was like, it was a standard tag opener on a pre-show and... Uh, the Kabuki Warriors got the win. 
because I didn't see it. I've got nothing much to say, but I'm happy with the re- end result. And it's just what question I'd like to ask Luke is what do you think is next for the Kabuki Warriors? Uh, uh, t- WrestleMania showcase match. You think you think there'd be a female WrestleMania showcase match? Well, there was last year as well. Why's my memory so bad? <laughs> oh, <laughs> on night days. one, it was the dudes, and then on night two was the the women's one. Ronda and Shayna won it. Of course, yes, <laughs> yes. I'm sorry, I'm getting so bad with wrestling memory. I'm so bad. Could you said this to me? Oh, this is the first. Time. This is new. Did you invent that? What's me showcase for women? I remember the men's one. I remember the, <laughs> the office earlier, and they said Drew McIntyre's won an elimination chamber. And you tell me, it's like when did he ever win? When I said 2021. Oh gosh, the Miz cashed in on him. Oh great. Uh, I, I assume just a standard. Uh, triple threat tactic you know me triple threat for everything like i i am a huge advocate for multi-man matches especially in wrestlemania just to get people on there so I, i'm hoping that kabuki warriors will defend it against a, a makeshift tag team of like if Liv morgan doesn't make in that triple threat match with uh with the winner of the elimination chamber and uh, the winner of the main event later look at me acting like no one knows the spoilers <laughs> if she's not in there i can see it being a tag team naomi i think naomi's definitely gonna be in that match yeah, I think there are certain people who still got question marks above their heads. And it feels like, yeah, you could just put Naomi out there with a tag partner against the Kabuki Warriors or just in the Women's Showcase. Because there's one story that beat they haven't played with yet with Naomi because she just come back, which is I never lost the title. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, it was uh, the great thing about this for me was that Candice LeRae had uh, Chili from Bluey uh, Colors. Ah, a nice reference to Bluey, Australia and stuff. Wackadoo. The show opened with the Women's Elimination Chamber match. It was, see if I can get this right, Becky Lynch, Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, Bianca Belair, Tiffany Stratton, and Naomi. Started okay. off with Becky and Naomi. Uh, I thought Naomi had some really good spots in this. She did the splits off, like she jumped off the cage and did the splits. But she was shockingly out first before Raquel and Bianca had even got in. She did a powerbomb to uh, Liv Morgan. She like jumped off the pods and did this powerbomb. And then Tiffany Stratton just rolled her up and pinned her. Yes. I was really surprised that Naomi got... Not, I don't, I'm not going to use the word jobbed out, but she was out real early. But what I also think is interesting is no one's really talking about the fact that Tiffany has low-key kind of been dissing Naomi on SmackDown the last few weeks. If you, if you realize, when she first debuted, she kind of like got into Naomi's face and then slapped Meechin. And then she came back again when people were having a discussion, but she won't really directly uh, attack Naomi. So mm-hmm. I don't know if they, they're they trying to create a mini feud between them because Naomi also tweeted, like, the way she was tweeting, like, it's not over between them. So I feel like it's going to be a mini feud between them before WrestleMania. But I feel like it gave Tiffany a big victory, which she needed because, you know, she ended up getting eliminated in the match as well. But it was a big uh, moment for Tiffany pinning Naomi because, you know, Naomi's a former women's champion, a former tag team champion. And you're right. She just come back and she, she lost. But... In the manner she lost, it came across like a fluke. So it wasn't like a definitive pin. Absolutely, yeah. Like it, it wasn't a, a burial of her, which is no. why I wouldn't have used the term she yeah. jumped out. I was just mm. surprised she was out so early in the match. But did you think it was a meaningful loss for her, or did you feel like it was frivolous? It's kind of like. It's, it kind of felt a bit frivolous. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of felt a bit frivolous. But Can't like, it, yeah. the, this match was designed to really like highlight Stratton and, and put her over. She got the really big spot of the match where she did the Swanton bomb off the pod onto everyone. Mm. And. You know, the one of the rumors leading up to this show was that Jade Cargill was going to be the sixth and final entrant into this match in the last chance battle royal. In the end, it was Raquel Rodriguez. Right. And, you know, the theory behind that is that, well, we don't want Jade losing. True. Also, you know, this early on. Also, we don't know if we are going to have Jade at WrestleMania. They are. So 
if they're not doing Jade and Bianca, which kind of felt like that might have been the direction following the Rumble, the online speculation, you know, I spoke about this during the show, it's Bianca versus Tiff. Do you think, like, if you, so let's talk about this. A, would you have put Jade in this match? No. Okay, that's that answered because I would have, I wouldn't have either. Uh, B, what do you do with Jade at Mania if you are going to do Bianca and Tiffany? There's a woman that was in the main event. She uh, had an interaction with her in the Royal Rumble. She eliminated her. Her name is Nia Jax. You can just have Nia Jax versus Jade Cargill battle with the Titans. It's not bad. Yeah. Not a bad shout, actually. And then also recreate that WrestleMania body slam with Nia Jax oh, and Jade Cargill. That's good, you know. Like, that's not a bad shout. I like that a lot. But I can see it in your eyes, the feel of Nia Jax. Jade Cargill, you have to toss a coin whether they can have a good match or not. Well, I mean, it could go, it would go either way. You could be <laughs> like, right? I mean, it's smoke, you could have a, as a four-way with smoke and mirrors. You, you know, so you could really could get around it. But I mm-hmm. was going to say, it's more like the reason I had the fear in my eyes is I like I'm there piecing together how many people are on this show and how many singles matches we're currently booking, and I'm like, I know there's two nights, but. Oh. If only there was some form of big multi-man match that you had in your back pocket. <laughs> oh, listen, when we get to later, we're talking about my multivitamin multi-man match that we're going to have later on. Like, it seems like it's going to happen. But also, someone just randomly mentioned Liv Morgan and Jade Cargill. Yeah, I suppose you could do. Uh, yeah, you, uh, maybe. But I feel like the whole on the paper thing of like Jade Cargill versus Nia Jax and just them just clubbering each other and then just give a four minute match. It doesn't have to be 10 minutes, Triple H. I know how much you're obsessed <laughs> with giving people like 15, 12 minutes to prove themselves they can wrestle. This is two uh, spectacles. This is a spectacle. This is the immovable object and the irresistible force. Give us four minutes. Pump kick, jaded, body slam, one, two, three. There you go. That's all we need. That is all I would do. Exactly. That you would book that yes. to be real quick. You would yes. go like to the, the AEW template of a Jade Please. Cargill match. I don't mind it because the reason why we said not to have Jade on there is because she debuted on the Rumble. She looked good, but then she lost. And it's like, she'll look good in the chamber and then she loses. She's already 0-2. That's like the Sting kind of thing. <laughs> of like, you, you look good, but you're not winning matches. And technically winning matches is what gets you up the ladder. So you want to protect her. And then also have her as a spectacle, as a Marquee, the fact that she hasn't had matches, less is more approach is great. Because you don't want to be like, oh, Jade is overexposed. I see her every week and now she's wrestling 10, 15 minutes. The fact that we are anticipating, we are waiting. That means that's good. That means we, there, there's this currency there. We want it. So WrestleMania could be the arrival. Heck, they can hold off to WrestleMania for a debut. I would. That's what I would do. That is her first match in. Because I also would never. I would never say she's Owen one because she didn't win the Royal Rumble. Yeah, because like you know, yeah. only only one of the thirty can win a Royal Rumble. True. So and like and that's the thing with the Royal Rumble. It's the best place to debut is because her being eliminated is not a loss. But she could go to WrestleMania, win her first match in seconds. Because they've also done a. I actually think the main event still did this. Great job of protecting Jax and making her feel like a big threat. Mm-hmm. So Jade Cargill going to WrestleMania, just squashing Nia Jax, would, I think that's excellent. Thank you. I think that might be the best idea you've ever had. Ever? <laughs> ever. E forever. Take that, baby. <laughs> yes. But Stratton, she had a Raphael go of it at one point because she got this exploder suplex from Becky Lynch into the cage. Yeah. And it was it was a gnarly old bump. And then she did, got the Disarmer through the cage, but she did the Swanton bomb. She got eliminated by a top rope oblivion from Liv Morgan. And Raquel Rodriguez got eliminated after she did two Tahani bombs, then got hit with a KOD. So it came down to Bianca, Liv, and Becky. I thought this was some of the best like work in the match. I thought the three of them worked together really, really well. And it ended like pretty quick because Bianca Belair 
went to do the KOD to Becky. Becky avoided getting hit by it. And then Liv rolled up Bianca to eliminate her, stood back up, immediately walked into a manhandle slam, and Becky Lynch won. Yes, which was great because they didn't they didn't draw it out for too long. Because yeah. I think because we already know who's winning, it's kind of like let's just get to it, guys. And then also a big victory for Liv Morgan. She rolled up the EST. Yeah, that's great. And pinned Stratton. Mm, pinned her exactly. So Liv Morgan looked good in that in that match. So maybe to add more because people are thinking again, looks like there's too many multi <laughs> suggestions. <laughs> but Liv can use the fact that she took out two women. And the fact that she wasn't ready <laughs> to add to her advantage because they have to do the baby face stupid thing of like, yeah, sure, I'll put my, my opportunity on the line or last chance, whatever, because Liv Morgan does have legit gripe against um, Rhea Ripley, which her fan base have been shouting at the rooftop like, Liv got to finish her story. She has a story. Her former tag partner turned on her that injured her. She's in the main event. She should be too. And I agree. I do think, yeah, the, the anniversary of WrestleMania is they're like the, the home of triple threats in the main <laughs> event. So let's do it. Let's let's keep let's keep the tradition alive. Yeah, but we're also about adding Sammy into the... the Why not? Listen, exactly. And exactly. And Listen. Like, it's like, why was Nia Put Nia Jax in there. Like, I feel like we're getting down the route of too many multi-person matches for these titles. It's a two-night extravaganza. What are we doing, guys? Come on. Two for the price of one. Singles matches. That's the way forward. Oh, so passe. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I'm going to take the Shawn Michaels approach here. The main event of WrestleMania should be a one-on-one match unless I get to be involved in it, in which case I do think it can be a triple threat. Gosh, what does he know? NXT. (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite Shawn stories is that WrestleMania 15, the plan they had was Austin, Rock, and Mankind. Yeah. And th- until Shawn Michaels said, now nah, WrestleMania should only ever be singles matches. It should just be Ro- Austin versus Rock. Then years later, it was like, actually, yeah, but I could be in this match as well. Mm-hmm. Set me into it. We'll mm-hmm. have it as a triple threat. WrestleMania be- 20. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Five mm. years later. It's like, oh, sure. Actually, I think it can be a triple threat now that I think about it. He grew up. What can I say? <laughs> he saw my way. Having a multi-man match solves every issue. Everyone's happy. Every fan base is happy. Except for one person who hates multi-man matches. He's going to have a field day. That's a great point. Everyone's talking about it being 40 years of WrestleMania. It's 20 years since WrestleMania 2000. It's actually been 24 years. But even so, like we do 24 years and celebrate the fact that we'll do like... They'll do nothing but multi-man matches. Not a single exactly. match on this card. Let's do it. And, and, and let's put the Cat and Terry on in the only singles match of the whole show. Why not? Special guest referee. Exactly. That can promote 2K24. Boom. Uh, for the tag titles, it was New Catch Republic taking on the Judgment Day. Uh, this was given a lot of time. There was only four matches on the card. So, of course, it was given time. And I thought that all four men worked really well in this. Yeah. The, when Becky won, there was this awesome shot of the sun setting like behind you. It looked yeah. beautiful. Mm. By the time this match started, the sun had completely set and it looked like someone had turned all the lights off in the building. It looked so dark. It looked dark, considering that this was a 50,000 people here. It looked like an NXT show. It looked like an NXT TakeOver. And then they put on an NXT TakeOver style match. I really enjoyed this. They had a moment where New Catch Republic had the match won. Mm-hmm. Pete Dunne hit the, the bitter end, but Dominic Mysterio put Balor's foot under the ropes. They hit the double Tyler driver, but uh, Priest broke that up. And then they hit... Their new move, the Birminghammer. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. 
I live for puns. That was incredible. Whoever made that up here, give him a bonus. The Birmingham. If you're from Birmingham, you get it. it extra more. It, it hits hard. For everyone that's in America, like, what's Birmingham? That's Birmingham, Bur- Alabama? No. Yeah. Birmingham, UK, baby. There's a Birmingham in, a, in a, I think there's probably a handful of them. There is. But the one I know most in America is Birmingham, Alabama. But no, not Birmingham, Alabama. Birmingham, UK. Yeah. That Birmingham, where the, Pete Dunn's from. The Midlands. The Midlands. The actual Midlands. The actual Midlands. Yes. When we were at uh, the Rev Pro show uh, last weekend, Holly turned to me when Trent was in the ring. She was like, where's he from? I was like, it's from Wolverhampton. She was like, I knew I liked him because she's also from the Midlands. The Midlands. So yeah, it's, when they first said it, I didn't hear it. I did. I knew it because I had a feeling because you're just because where is yeah Luke? Bless him. These notes are from his laptop, so he's kind of away toiling away, and I'm just like on my phone, like <laughs> Birmingham, and he's just like, okay. And then when he repeated, so, you're like, ah, I was like, because mm. well, I thought Cole said it, like that's their new move. They call it the Burning Hammer, and I was like, well, that's what the moves call. Like they haven't called it that. And then I heard it second time. I was like, oh. Birming, mm-hmm. not burning. Burming, and he turned around to me. I was like, Ah, yeah, yes, <laughs> no. yeah, 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 yes, yeah, yes. The Birming Hammer. The Birming Hammer. Very good. I've written here. Sounds like something Ollie and I would make up. It is. Uh, Bala hit the coup de grace for the win. Uh, I thought I get like I think it was either you was it you who said this or Adam it was like that's the longest final stretch of a match. Oh, that was me. That was me because we were expecting the match to be over at least three minutes before it actually did. And I was like, they're doing more tags. They, is, is this continuing? I'm like, come on, guys. We know Judgment Day is winning. They did the big finish and it didn't, it didn't happen. Why are we stretching it out? But uh, the coup de grace, the most like protected finisher, because I, I don't remember anyone ever kicking out with that move on the I'm main pr- roster. Pretty sure. That, on the main roster. Are you? I'm pretty sure. People you tell me Seth together. done, right? You tell yeah. me Seth. Yeah, it's but it's, it's, it's still, listen, it's it's still protected, all right? Not a lot of people. Roman, what do you mean? I swear, I swear he fell off the ropes. He's never done he, it. Yeah, was good, that's what's going to ask. Did he also hit, the, did he also no, hit it in no, that match? Or he did it. Just, no, I swear. He was going to. And then the, just, ma- yeah, the ring collapsed. He was just so heavy that the ring just collapsed. No, no, God got involved. Yes. It should be God <laughs> versus Finn Balor in France at Backlash with God lost Backlash to make it happen. Make <laughs> his return. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I, it was a fun tag match. It um, was, it was. It's just that me and you spoken that, because I tweeted this on Twitter, which was some people like it, some people that don't like it, don't like it. Awesome Truth are winning the tag titles, baby. Just get used to it. What's the point of having our truth in a storyline with Judgment Day? You're like, what is the payoff? The payoff is not the, the Damien Priest babyface turn that we thought. It is that babyface Miz needs to be validated. Why are you a babyface still now? Because the Gunter feud's over. So you're still a babyface, but you got nothing to do. Truth, you're, you've got that rejuvenation. So you come from injury, fans love you even more than before. You know what? That tag team that you guys had last decade, let's bring it back and give them the tag titles they never had. I think it's it's more than that for me. And yeah. it, it suddenly hit me in the week. I made a lot of jokes about this last week when they put up that lower third, said R-Truth has been an active member of the WWE roster since 2000, which is quite the lie. That is quite the tall tale. On and off. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, on and off. Like if you, if you ignore the years of 2001 to 2008, then yes, it is a very true statement. But it only hit me about midweek. I was like, oh, it's because he's never had the WrestleMania moments. So you can now tell the story of he's been wrestling for WWE for 24 years and has never had a WrestleMania moment. And now he gets to have a WrestleMania moment this year when he wins the tag titles. Are you happy for him? Yeah, no, massively so, yeah. Yeah. Someone also uh, wanted the idea of R-Truth 
wins the world title from <laughs> Damien Priest. Then he thinks he wants a 24-7 title. And then every time he has a match, he runs away thinking it's a 24-7 rules, but he's actually getting counted out. Since you get counted out, you can't lose the title. And he does that for ages until someone actually beats him in the ring. So that someone actually pitched that idea. Our truth with the world title from I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going for that. Look, no, here is what I'm pitching. I'm pitching the awesome truth win the tag titles at WrestleMania. Multi-men. <laughs> probably with six other teams involved if we're doing this the sat way. So he, they win the tag titles at WrestleMania and then lose them to an actual tag team at Backlash and then we can rebuild this tag team division and and make these belts feel like something. I, wonder, I, I don't need a long run with the awesome No, team. no, I don't need it either. What I want is WrestleMania moment, kind of like how they gave Zack Ryder and yes. uh, Kurt Hawkins their moment and they lost it That's quite it. quickly. But what I do want is the Kurt Angle style triple threat match where it's two falls for each title so that way you split oh, the belt up the belts out I, so, i'm not on board with that i'm afraid it's like i just, just i need one set of tag titles come on pretty deadly should be tag team champions last winter it's the winter but <laughs> you know what i mean winter of last year well, there's so many tag teams street profits are like we're baby facing hills and baby face <laughs> with nothing to do lashley promised us all these riches but we got nothing to do we so, about the feuding with wish.com ministry they're, they're fine for now but i'm always i'm always the guy i'm like what's next and i'm, I'm like what's next for the tag division both tag division are very healthy since the Usos decided to split up, they multiplied more tag teams. There's even a new one called Rags and Riches with Cedric Alexander. And um, uh, I forgot his name. His name is... He, he was in Hit Row. He was in Hit oh, Row. Oh, Ashanti Lee Donis. Thank you. Wow. Because I, I was thinking his real name, Tehuti Miles. I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, that's not... Don't, don't dox people on, on air. Um, no, this it, new tag team. But like, what are they fighting for? So it's like, you got these two tag teams. The reason why they never got merged to beautiful belts is because they're going to separate them soon the reason why uh you know cedric alexander and tahuti miles sorry um <laughs> just got, got back together is because they need people for wwe speed and to defend the tag titles on speed you've got five <laughs> you've got, minutes got five just to make it yeah and you get points for wins and stuff in it free enough you get out of them but, five. how long the league is but anyway we then had the grayson waller effect which is spoken about and then it was the men's uh elimination chamber half of which was made up by former tna world champions so you know this was a match of absolute quality and then aj styles got involved which means four people in this match were former tna world champions two of these men by the way ec3 and drew were stable mates at one point you said EC3. You mean LA Knight. <laughs> LA Knight, even. It's the same guy, right? And uh, I mean, also, amazingly, and I, you know, one of my favorite things in the world. Yes. Once they had LA Knight and Drew McIntyre in this match, TNA's social media account posted a clip of them in a faction together to be like, hey, do you remember that time? The Rising. Always on it, that TNA yes, social yes. media account. I think, much like the Rumble, the women's match was better. Mm hmm. And I feel that I've been trying to think like, cause I, th I thought the match itself was fine. It felt like it was kind of plodding until all six men were in and then yeah. it kind of kicked up because mm -hmm. what happened, all six men eventually got in and then you went through the same formulaic thing of lad runs wild, gets pinned. Yeah. Lad runs wild, gets pinned. Lad runs wild, gets pinned. So you kind of like, you know, went into its formula and stuff, but the formula was quite fun. But I think the reason why I felt it so plodding and meandering is that even though Becky Lynch winning was a foregone conclusion, we mm -hmm. all knew that, at least there was, you mentioned earlier, Liv Morgan has a story to tell with Rhea Ripley. So there's a potential that she could... Uh, Raquel Rodriguez, her last title match against Rhea Ripley was screwed over by Nia Jax. So Bingo. she's just come back. She's got something. So there's two other people in there that have at least got some stories to tell. Tiffany Strands, she's come out to the main roster. She's looking to make a name for herself. 
Naomi's just come back. Like, Bianca's some... WrestleMania streak. Exactly. So there are stories within that match. This match didn't have any of those stories no hooks, yeah. for the world title. Five of these guys are on the other show. Mm-hmm. Two of them were facing Roman for the other belts last month. So it didn't feel like anyone had any impetus to actually want to win the match and get a world title shot other than... Drew McIntyre. I guess having a world title match is grand and all. Mm. So Drew's the only one in there who actually had a purpose to be in there. Now, if you had Punk, at least you'd have had the two of them. That's Mm. something. But you didn't have Punk, so you just had five guys that were just filling up the numbers of a six-man match. Why not have Nakamura in it? You spent all that time building him up. Kind of, yeah. Like, honestly, Sami Zayn makes way more sense to be in this match. Nakamura, as much as, like, no, he's not going to win. Makes more sense for him to be in there than LA Knight does. And also, we need to defeat the purpose of like, yeah, he's not going to win. He's a heel. When I was growing up as a kid, heels didn't win a lot. They they, they get built up, they get heat, and they yeah. lose. That's what he is. He's a heel. I think we need to be okay with people losing. I love Nakamura. I went through that phase of wanting him to win. But at the same time, as long as he's getting booked, he's getting TV time, he's looking great. He's just spitting in people's faces with mists. I'm something. fine. Yeah. You know, Jay being in this match would have felt like, you know, a bigger deal. Mm. You know? But it's it just was Drew and five other lads. Yes. But were the other, you know, they all worked together very well. And as I said, like, it felt kind of getting there, getting there, getting there. All six men got in and then it all started to eliminate each other. So Bobby went out first. Yeah. So he took Owens out through the pod and he then put Logan Paul through the pod. And I wrote my notes. Well, he's going out then. Mm. And then he was taken out. How did he get eliminated in the end? Uh, Drew. He got, Drew had the Claymore. Yes. Two Claymores. In fact, yes. To, to eliminate the second him. one took him out. Yeah. Then LA Knight got in and started hitting his finish. And I was like, oh, buddy, you're so out next. And sure enough, he was out next. Kevin Owens got in and started hitting pop-up powers. And I was like, oh, buddy, you're out next. And sure enough, he was out next. So our final three were Logan Paul, Randy Orton, and Drew McIntyre. Logan Paul, I thought, was thoroughly entertaining in this. Did a big dive off the top of the pod to take out Drew. He then got the brass knucks and pumped he did it, up. pumped his fist <laughs> and he went, ah, and the camera's like so focused, like it's a tight close up on him. All of a sudden, RKO from out of nowhere and Randy Orton pinned him. Very, very entertaining. I actually thought Logan, the stuff between Logan and Kevin Owens was very fun in this. Because that spot when uh, LA Knight was smashing Logan Paul's head against the pod on Kevin Owens' pod, and Kevin Owens started getting involved, and he started punching the pod like he's involved in the fight, even though it's not really clobbering him. It's just Kevin Owens very animated, very rabid inside the pods, and then, like you said, like it was plodding along, but I do feel like it, it's putting seeds of storyline yeah. beats for Logan Paul's next uh, title feud. Because initially, when I was speaking to you in the office, I was like, listen. LA Knight and, and Logan Paul had this exchange in the Money in the Bank. It's obvious that it's going to be them two at WrestleMania to give LA Knight his crowning, crowning achievement of getting over by himself and being one of the big baby face in the company. And then you mentioned how the Royal Rumble feud is still lingering. It's still Kevin Owens and Logan Paul. It wasn't a clean victory we assumed it would be at, at, the, at the Royal Rumble. So it's kind of like Kevin Owens is still there. So it's going to be Kevin Owens again versus Logan Paul for the title. And then AJ Styles interfered and he, he cost LA Knight the Money in the Bank. And then you got Randy Uton doing the RKO Elimination. and of course I'm going to let you uh, finish the rest of the story so then that way I can t- talk more about the multivitamin match yeah <laughs> See? yeah. so Logan uh, 
Logan Paul. LA Knight, he was taken out of this match because as Bobby was being eliminated, AJ Styles inserted himself in and he hit LA Knight with a chair, gave him a few chair shots, gave yeah. him the Styles clash onto the chair, and that was the LA Knight's elimination. So that furthers their feud. Mm. And you and I were talking about this. I, I At the Saudi show, when Logan Paul won the belt, I was like, LA Knight versus Logan Paul. Yeah. That makes so much sense for WrestleMania. This rumble thing with Owens is still carrying on. Mm. So then I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe you do then it's AJ versus LA Knight in a singles, and you can do Owens, Logan Paul, Sami Zayn, the triple threats. Like Not Sammy. Put that into there, and you can tease the, you know, the dissension between Sammy and Kevin, and then they can feed off into the summer over the mm. title, which I, you know, I'm all for. And then because Randy Orton got taken out of this match by Logan Paul hitting him with the knucks, because after the the you know, after Logan got eliminated. Randy hit the RKO on Drew McIntyre, selling the back. Because he like Drew went set the claymore. Randy been selling the back all match, dropped like that Kenny Omega Ricardo just dropped to his knees, can't continue. And so Drew stood over him. Randy hit the RKO. Logan Paul pops back in, knucks to the face. The one lucky punch took him out. So now, Randy Orton's also got beef with uh, Logan Paul. So here I'll, I'll now pass the the floor to you. For your big multi-vitamin, multi-man match, because ev- like throughout this match, you were just adding people to this big ladder match that Heck, you want to book. I haven't said, hey, Karen Cross, Lashley, you're not doing anything? Come <laughs> get in this multi-vitamin match. Get, get into it. So basically, even on Twitter, I looked up on it. People are, they want it to be a ladder match. They want it to be a ladder, because Logan Paul is known for being an adrenaline junkie. He's known for jumping off things. So knowing him, he'd be like, yeah, cool. Put me in a ladder match with all these guys. Because we talked about it. It's the 40th uh, anniversary of WrestleMania. Triple H is notoriously known for putting less is more, but in this situation, I think they probably want to go all out. So let, let's let's because uh, it's, it's it's the anniversary show, so you want to pay homage to different matches you've had. One of the pre- prevalent things they've had in WrestleMania has been ladder matches, whether it's TLC matches, the Intercontinental Title matches. Uh, I said TLC already. It's just that uh, Money in the Bank, Money in the Bank. I knew it. Man, I was thinking there's another one that is important. <laughs> yeah, Money in the Bank. So it's really really imp- like ladders have been really important for WrestleMania, and people for years have been pitching to have a, a mid-card title uh, ladder matches for ages for, for the inter- Intercontinental title, for the United States title. This feels like now is the time. You've got all the players there. You can do uh, Bobby Lashley and Street Profits versus the Final Testament. That's great. So that means you got your six-man tag for that evening. And then you've got the multi-man ladder match, which is Logan Paul versus Kevin Owens versus LA Knight versus AJ Styles versus Randy Orton versus... Question mark. Sammy. No, because I... No, okay. <laughs> Sammy has never beaten Drew McIntyre. They've made that whole thing on Raw. Because you review Raw, so that you know this. Sammy has said it. He's done what? I've never beaten Drew McIntyre. Something tells me Sammy's going to get his win against Drew McIntyre to stake his claim so we can get a triple threat match for the World Heavyweight title with Seth. I've just been cleared, but I don't want to take risks. Rollins against Drew McIntyre against Sami Zayn and then Sami Zayn wins the title and then for Damian Priest actually Drew McIntyre angry beats him up you're in my moment you're in my moment and beats him up and then Damian Priest cashes in and wins the title Sami's promo on Raw because you're right I do review that show was I need to put this Drew McIntyre thing behind me now and focus on winning a title but he won't 
Come on, come on. That's why, why he's going to go to SmackDown and go after the US belt. No, he's not. He is. He's, he's your sixth man. No, he's not. You're looking for he's a sixth not. man. No. He's right there. You know why? Who else going to be? Austin Theory? What about, like, it's Sammy. You're Sammy right. Magic. Put Austin Theory and Grayson no, Wall in this no, match no, no, too. No. You are so right. Oh, thank you, friend. I was missing some participants. Let's do it. Multi-vitamin, multi-man ladder match. Let's do it. We could put Cedric and uh, the other lad in there as well. Put Adonis oh, in there. No, they, they're going to do the tag team showcase match, right? <laughs> There's going to be a tag team showcase match. They, they, they can do that. Or it's a five-minute pre-show match. They can do that. But no, Sami Zayn has won every single mid-card title. Last year, everyone was so upset. They're like, Sami should have won Elimination Chamber. And get, Where are you people? I need you guys to support me on this. It's going to be a triple threat match because every anniversary of WrestleMania, when it's Bret Hart, Lex Luger, and Yokozuna, they had some sort of semblance of a mini tournament for a title freeze and then you got WrestleMania 20 you had Triple H Chris Benoit and Shawn Michaels triple threat then you had 30 you had Daniel Bryan Randy Orton Batista now it's 40 let's go ham Sami Zayn Seth Rollins Drew McIntyre because Sami Zayn and Drew McIntyre are in a feud let's have a payoff of that feud they've been feuding for a while why are Again, we, we're film buffs. Why are they interacting so much? What is... <laughs> you know what it was? Where is this going? Where is this feud going? It's never been in a... They, they haven't even had a pay-per-view match. That's because Sami Zayn is going for that underdog story because they love an underdog story at WrestleMania. Heck, Rocky loves an underdog story. I'm talking Rocky Balboa. We, we, we're in Philadelphia. Let's go all out. Underdogs they're, everywhere. Come out. It's your time. 100% leaning into that because that was the, the uh, Sam Sammy had that two weeks ago where he was like, you know, Triple H called me Rocky after that Elimination Chamber. I was like, oh yeah, bud, you are going for it. Exactly. You are, you are being inserted into some form of a title match. A world title. But like, it could be the world title, but like I said this to you in the office, you got to make it make sense for me, bud, because... They, they, hold, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay. Because okay, Drew didn't win the Rumble. No. But Drew won this match. Yes. And he won this match, and he's beaten Sammy, and he's beaten him from pillar to post. How are you getting Sammy into that world title match without making it look like he's just been handed it? It's a good thing I don't get paid to being creative. But you know what? <laughs> it's, it's Okay, Drew McIntyre is a smart heel, so he's not going to offer up his title shot. So there must be something. There must be a way. It must... I'm thinking Drew's too cocky. Sammy said, I need to, to know if I can beat you. You know, that kind of BS. Beats him. If not for the title opportunity, but he feels like now he's being the number one contender, he can stake his claim for the title again. And since Seth is like, I, I, have, I have been desperate for opponents. Yeah, sure. I, it, it is a way to do it. I mean, or... It is a contract signing and he puts his name down even though when he's drafted up it was Drew's name but his signature's on it. <laughs> they can do that. The good old I've signed a contract I'm in the match. Multi-man ladder match. You put him in that. Bro. No. <laughs> okay, but as a Sammy fan would you, isn't that not a step backwards? I mean, it fair massive deals like a step backwards but like I also my my emotion in this is seeing Drew win this belt and here's my like my big pitch has been Drew beats Seth for the belt. Priest immediately cashes in and wins the belt off of Drew. And so Drew has his moment stolen away from him again. I think there's a there's so much more mileage in that than Sammy taking it from him. Not saying that's bad, because I think Sammy, take, uh, Sammy being in that match, I love it. Absolutely love it. It ties in so nicely with the last two tens of WrestleMania. No people throw up X. It doesn't really count. It doesn't really work in the, the argument. But 20 and 30 do. 20 and 30, they had their triple threats. So it's thematically quite lovely. Rocky underdog story. I love all of that. 
I just want to make it make sense. You can find me a good way to get Sammy into that match. I'm all for it. But, but this is why I think Dwight Drew is not going to win the title at WrestleMania. There is a guy named uh, Charles Montgomery Punk. You think he's going to let him win at WrestleMania and not interfere? Come on. You don't think it. CM Punk's going to be like, I want to go to Philadelphia. I want to sign some, con- you know, sign some autographs and take some pictures, be backstage hangout. I think CM Punk's going to screw him out. I think he'll be like, Punk screwed me. Punk screwed me. This is my moment. I am in my moment. And then after that, <laughs> David Priest comes out, cashes it in. Because I think Sammy is the perfect person to get powerbombed in Berlin for Gunther to become world champion. I mean, yeah, I think Gunther should win the world title. Bash exactly. So yeah. you need a baby face that could take that kind of beating. Mm-hmm. Sammy's that guy. At least you have that three, four months, you know, so Sammy in France. Where Damien then? Well, you lost. You cashed. He's going to lose to him on Raw. <laughs> Sammy beats him on a Raw. You know, you know what it is? It's fair games. Because I feel like Sammy's the kind of guy we'll be happy for. And then you're like, that son of a BS. Damien Priest has screwed that Sammy Zayn. And we're like, hoo, hoo, hoo. and then Cody, you know, restores the feeling at night two for us. <laughs> so I, I think that Sammy's going to become two-time champion within that one year stretch of like he wins, but for like two minutes, then he gets screwed out. And then he beats Damien Priest at Backlash. Maybe if we want to make it seem like Damien Priest is champion for a few weeks, loses it. Then Damien Priest is blamed by Judgment Day. He gets screwed kicked out Judgment Day, becomes a babyface or whatever. And then Sammy can go on in the summer, the summer of Sammy, summer of Sammy. and then loses to Gunter. And then he's out of there. So that way we can be like, listen, he's had his world title reign. He's now 40 because, you know, age is a thing or not. I don't know. But he's turning 40 this year. Sammy Zayn is. Now, now is the time for him to be champion because I feel like he's the closest more than last year to actually become champion because it's not Roman and it's that belt where anyone can win it. Seth needs a break. <laughs> He needs a break so you can do an injury angle after that so he can take off time again or if not, because he's a cyborg, he can do something else. I think it's Sammy's time. The way they're building it, because the fact they mentioned Chamber, it was for a world title, it was for United's title. He's been internal champ. He's done it before. I feel like it's that time. We're all there for Sammy. We're like, come on, Sammy, you, you turned babyface. You were like the MVP of last year. You main evented last year. This is uh, Triple H's way of saying, hey, bud, thanks for putting over Roman at Montreal. Here's your world title reign that you weren't going to get when Punk was here. But that was kind of the plan when Punk was there. Not Gunter, maybe, I don't know. But yeah, Sammy's time. Uh, To add on to your theory, and to to push it forward even further. Okay. uh, There have been talks and been reports that WWE have been chatting with Sylvester Stallone to get him involved in this, Mm -hmm. to get him involved with WrestleMania. It's Mm -hmm. in Philadelphia. So the statues of, of, of Sly there. Mm-hmm. So what if during that match it looks like Sammy, you know, he's against the ropes. He's not going to do this. Sly Stallone jumps the barricade, gives him some convincing words. He becomes like the Paul E for him. And he becomes the, um, oh, Mickey. Paul E comes the Mickey for yeah. him. And he's there being like, come on, you little, you're a mouth. Get up, your bum. Get up, your bum. I love that voice. He's like, like I'm eating so many cement. <laughs> <laughs> that gravelly voice, yeah. You can do it. You can beat him. You can do it, Sammy. Get up, you. You're right. And a huluva kick, one, two, three. And he wins the title. Yeah, yeah. And then then he gets cashed in on. Well, that's a Sammy thing because he won the title in NXT, then he got powerbombed by his friend. That by is friend, like yeah. that is the trajectory. Lost it at the, the next show. Yes. Um, but anyway, yes, and Drew won because of course he did. And then the main event was Nia Jax versus Rhea Ripley for the Women's World Championship. I <laughs> thought that Rhea was great in this match she did a good job of ragdolling around for Nia Jax Nia Jax certainly put her uh, work in as well thought she was really good in this and really worked well as the baby face in peril I'm also glad this was the main event yes I think it was totally the right call this was the main event and 
the whole match was built around can Rhea hit her with the riptide and on the third attempt she did and she won yes and a big thumbs up from me Yes, uh, I like the fact that we'll talk about in the office. Uh, I've been a Nia Jax apologist since <laughs> she's been back. It's the simple fact that I feel like every there's there's a there's a spot or there's a role for women in the women's division, and I feel like there haven't been that much of Monster Hills. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was hoping that Piper Niven would be that for the women's division, but they didn't really quite go there. But uh, Nia Jax's presence, she's like six foot tall, allegedly, you know, uh, wrestling wise, and she's quite, you know, she's built. She is a brick house, and not a lot of people can make Rhea Ripley look like an underdog, but she did a great job. Since she's been back, she's, she's lost weight, slimmed down. She's more explosive in the ring. She's become a better worker. She's tightened up certain areas. I mean, you know, not everything is great, but compared to how she used to work before, she's a much better in-ring competitor. And since she's been back, she's been... Uh, putting in the work and she did a great job it reminded me of them old school main events when you have I was going to use like Hulk Hogan as an example but it, it used to be Hulk Hogan against a big monster hill earthquake earthquake yeah it's that kind of style matchup of where like the ba- the the big hulking baby face against a bigger opponent is struggling and she's you know fighting from underneath and it, it worked out really well they played they play to their strengths and Naya even tried to break the table for you guys. That's how much she cared. Yeah, she gave her the Samoan drop onto the announcer's table, which got I am the tabled and did not break. Mm. And so Naya then, I think this is actually relatively impressive because it's not that easy to do. She then got onto a swivelly chair, balanced herself on that swivelly chair, jumped off of it without that thing going, you know, all asunder and whatnot. Do yeah, that, yeah. Losing a footing or anything, because I would have done. Corey Graves was there and I'm like, Corey, help her. I don't care if you're breaking kayfabe. Hold the chair for her while she's balancing herself because that could that could have went wrong. Behind the scenes for you here, we've got lights up here that sort of like give us a little, you know, sort of like spotlights and stuff. I don't tend to turn them on though, which Laurie's, you know, pretty furious about because he wants me to put these lights on. But the reason why is because I can't reach the button. The only chairs I've got are these swivel chairs and I don't like standing on this swivel chair because I feel like I'm doing this all the time losing it so i never i very rarely turn those things on so i just got onto that swivel chair i thought she did impeccably well it might be the most athletically impressive thing on this entire show was nia jacks jumping off of that swivel chair exactly and then the crowd was in it and and rhea ripley was was the big baby face in that match to the point where people were saying they should split rhea ripley away from judgment day i think i think there's a a good reason why dom was not out there with her and because She's not felt like she's been with Dom for ages now. Someone been saying that, yeah. Because like she's, she feels like the baby face mm-hmm. right now, and I, and quite rightly so. I thought she was great in this match. To your point that you're making earlier as well, about she was the baby face in peril in this match, but never looked weak. No, it was just that Nia Jax is uber strong, which is why I thought actually the build they've done for this match, I think, has been really, really great. Mm-hmm. And I thought it paid off very, very well in the match. I thought Ripley was awesome. She seemed to be having a whale of a time with her country folk and got the win. But the thing is, what I felt with Rhea Ripley's title reign is, is like, yeah, it looks impressive in terms of numbers. There's a Triple H thing in it because he was champion for a long long time. Long title reign, long promos. That's his vibe. Uh, Again, on paper, it looks nice, but... Are you going to remember when you're listing off a list of matches that she's had? Are you going to remember this match in, in a few months' time? This one I will do. Yeah. I'll remember this one probably more than any of her other titles. Is it, is it recency biased, though? I don't even think it's recency biased because I my point I've always had about Rhea Ripley's title reign is that her win when she won the title was impressive. Mm. But since then, she's just had, you know, she had the match with Zelina Vega, which was yeah. more about Vega. Like, mm. I think 
probably the best match she's had since winning the belt was against Natalia of all people. That was early in the rain, though, right? Yeah, it was earlier in the rain. Like, so I, I just don't think she's had a great amount with. This I mean, belt. she had the Zoe match and she had a Raquel match, but it's like I struggle to pinpoint. No, no one's been like a credible challenger. But they, they, I feel like they've done. That's this is my my issue being. It's kind of like. She had such a great match with Charlotte. I think we want that level of performance in her title reign and we're not getting it. I think that's what the issue is. If it's that, but also I think it's level of credibility as well. Like, I, no one thought, oh, Natty's got a chance of winning this belt. No one no. thought that Zoe Stark, even when she had the fight or five ways, like no one looked at any of the women in there and thought, oh, they could win this belt. It really feels like since the summer, we've just been in a holding pattern until we get to Mania when she's going to face Becky Lynch because yeah. they told us in the summer that's your WrestleMania main event. You think you think, you think because they telegraphed too early, you're like, none of this matters. I don't think it's telegraphing too early. I think it's actually poor booking and not making anyone else feel like they could dethrone her. True. That, that is the case. And also the fact that she hasn't, until recently this year, it felt like the title took a backseat to her being a lead of Judgment Day. Yeah, and totally. You know, boy toy. Yeah, yeah. Or actually kind of the same age, but still. <laughs> She's kind of a few months older, whatever. But yeah, it, it seemed like her being a leader is what got over. Yeah, she had a great shining WrestleMania moment of beating the Charlotte Flair because no one beats the Charlotte Flair often. She, she got her win back from one of the WrestleManias. She, she'd been positioned as the leader. So I think it was the case of like, she's been made to look like a big deal, but the title reign itself was suffering because she wasn't really defending it, which is not her fault. It's the booker's fault for not actually giving her credible challenges. And then she started hearing the rumblings about how, you know, you're not in charge of your division. And she's like, oh, I'm in charge of my division. How dare you disrespect me? And Ajax's like, well, I've been punching people left, right, and center. I'm going to yeah. punch you. I think it's a, it was a poor follow-up to the big win at WrestleMania. I it think was. it was for, for Ripley's title. But... And I think that's why this is the match I will remember of her title run. And mm. it's kind of that, it's the Sami Zayn chamber thing. It's the the home country person. Mm -hmm. uh, it was the main event. I thought the match was really good. I'll remember the celebration afterwards. True. I think this is probably like almost the high point of her, her it title is. run. It is. It's, it's like the peak. And now yeah. you're like, you're like, thank you for your contribution. Thank you for your reign. We made you a big star tick. Another you know female star we made big. Becky, thank you for making the NXT title mean something. Thank you for, for creating a, a prototype for yeah. the card title on the main roster. Here's your reward. Then Becky wins the main then? 110%. Actually, I say that, but then Triple H is weird like that, right? It's kind of like, but why not have Rhea win? Triple H is the sort of person who's like, oh, but what if that number that says that she's had the reign is <sighs> bigger than it was previously? No, no offense. Like, but it will look good on Rhea's resume to beat two horsewomen, you know, in, in the whole situation. But I feel like she's maxed out. Her heel reign's maxed out. If I'm always I'm always saying about yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's a there's a certain limit of effectiveness as a heel. You seeing her in Australia, you're like, there is mileage as of mommy as a baby face. Because I feel like Australia was like a great test run of what does a Rhea Ripley uh babyface run look now? Looking at Australia, you're like, yep, that can work. The fact mm -hmm. that she main event as a babyface goes to show you she can be a draw as a babyface. So I feel like it's kind of like let her lose. Raquel, you haven't been doing much. We need the next monster heal. They, they, they've got many women they can heat up. And I feel like, Rhea, it's time for Judgment Day to end this year. I feel like Judgment Day has run its course. That's well run its course. Everyone needs to go. Uh, I gave the show three out of five. Spoilers for my edited review that'll come out later. Um, I thought it was good matches, but I don't think anyone needs to go out of their way to go and see this. No one needs to rush to go and see any of these shows. Like, 
I don't think anyone, you know, we kind of did uh, you know, polling feedback on our prediction show and a lot of the comments were telling us like, yeah, I'm not staying up to watch this show because I don't really need to. Um, and I, I think that's kind of reflected in the show itself. It was very, it was by the numbers, but at least the picture was nice at the end of it. I, I, I painted all of the numbers, mm. but I did have a, a, something I could probably look at a few other times and be like, I enjoyed that. They put sunshine over it. That's all they did. If it was like in America, you would have, it would have probably been less. I think because it was in Australia, you had a different atmosphere, different culture. Yeah. That's what elevated it. And I feel like I would have given it probably three and a half out of five had Cody and, and Seth just announced the tag match. <laughs> <laughs> they just elongated it so i'm like yeah you're right it's a free because the matches itself was good it, it was fine it wasn't it didn't stink up the joint it's no. just that it it, it it didn't give you them then them sound bites except for tiffany stratton was over because tiffany stratton looks like a stereotypical blonde australian that's why i think that's why she's over <laughs> if you go to bondi beach there's a bunch of tiffany strattons you know doing the waves so that's why she's over it's tiffy time because everyone looks like tiffy time in australia i've, I've seen married at first sight australia <laughs> exactly she looks like she could be married at first sight australia thank you very much it does just give an australian accent you know <laughs> you gotta be kidding me that's her yeah i think that when the observer comes out next week every single match is getting three stars yeah there you go it's tiffy time let us know uh, in the comments down below what you thought of this also vote in our poll as well so let us know what you thought of this show and speaking of polls we have the results of do you want to see grayson waller versus austin theory 61 percent said no i'll be honest that no number is lower than i thought it was going to be yeah because you know, i don't know i think because it's probably premature to do the poll because we don't know where we're, where we're going but i think this is the beginning of the end of a time down under because again the tag titles are held hostage on one show they could be tag team champions themselves but no they, they, they're doing nothing with them at the moment. Grayson Waller needs to be freed and to do more. He needs to have a more important piece on the main roster show. That's what I, I believe anyway. Ding, ding, ding. This is your final call for your Ultra Chats. Get them in rustle.com forward slash support. We're going to read out the rest of them here above the five US dollar amount. And Lobi is kicking things off here with a very interesting one for you, sir. Okay. I'm with Sad, but, but Germany loves Gunther. When WWE toured there last year, people cheered. Gunther will be the babyface at Bash in Berlin. Priest works as the heel in that match. Gunther beats him, and then Gunther is a monster for Sammy to overcome. Or if you if you want Hills to face Gunter, I'd rather Drew than Damien, no offense. A Damien Priest title reign does not excite me. No offense to the guy. I just, I can't en envision it. Yeah, Judgment Day runs raw. Yeah, but it's kind of like what? A, a diet version of the bloodline. You know what I'm saying? Just give me, no, so give give it to Drew. If you're going to give it to Hill, give it to Drew. Drew as well. I'm just going to put this out there. European. Hmm. So he's he's a cocky. You That's know. what I mean. Like, yeah, I'm thinking if you know if I'm booking matches, it's when like someone was talking about All In last year. I was like, look, if I'm if I've got my booker's hat on, the match that I'm booking for the women's title is Paige versus Jamie Hayter because it's the two Brits going for the belts. So if I'm looking at Berlin, I'm like, well, yeah, you want Gunther going for the world title because he's going to be your conquering babyface. Having a European in there in Drew McIntyre as an uber heel going in. 
That makes a lot of sense to me right there. Sounds like a WXW show book by Dan. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, speaking of, Mayor of Painesville Dan is up next saying, It is sat E day, it is sat E time. Hello, Luke and Sat. Hope you're both doing well. I mostly enjoyed that show. I feel like Nia was not the right choice. She did not make Rhea look well enough, but Rhea is Rhea, so it's hard to destroy her. I, I think I disagree there. I thought Nia was actually a really credible, actually, the right opponent for this show. No, I, I agree. Uh, it was either her or a heel Raquel just heated up for two weeks to yeah. do this. Um, Dan, I, we usually agree on a lot of things. I can't agree with that. I think uh, you've you're got the old Naya biases. She's changed. Give her time. Embrace her. She's better than ever. This run is the anti-Ronda Rousey second <laughs> run, where she's actually better yes! second time than the first time. That's exactly what this is. That is absolutely bang on the banana what this is. Tyrone's here. On my way back from the show, had a blast. My voice is gone. Please, WWE, more international pay-per-views. Matches were predictable, but damn if I wasn't entertained the whole show. Rhea is a start in the reactions tonight, and the after show proves it. Her and Becky, main event of night one. Not if there's the tag match. And no offense, if there was a women's match, I would want Bailey to have that moment. But if Bailey's not having that moment, it's going to be the tag match, guys. If there's that tag match at Mania, that's your main event of night one. Not saying that Rhea Ripley versus Becky Lynch won't be advertised as a main, main event, event, but it won't be the main event. event. Second 38 said, hey guys, was at the show tonight. I've got to say it was amazing. That's probably a little biased, but it is the truth. As Aussies love Tiffy time, love chanting swear words, love the work, guys. Uh, also, and if you do, congrats Tyrone there. If you do want WWE to do more international pay per views, then you need to let your tourism boards know that you want to have WWE shows here because that's how you get them. That's why we had a show at Cardiff because the International Tourism Board paid for it. That's why we got the one in Puerto Rico because the Tourism Board paid for it. That's why we got this one in Australia. The Tourism Board have paid for it. So contact your local Tourism Board and ask them to bring WWE to town because then they will pay WWE and that's how you get WWE to come to your town. Oh. Look at that. Some little bit of a, a business. Yes. Uh, what's the word I'm after? Business advice. Yes. Uh, for you all. Yes. Sean here said, I was there live and it was bloody amazing. It was Rhea's night, but Tiffany has arrived. Is she the next breakout star? It's Tiffy time, baby. She's the next Charlotte Flair. Oh, no. No, no. 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 I, I don't see the connection between the two, apart from being blonde. Blonde. Yeah. And they, they got a gymnast background. First of all, you want it to be the first. Tiffany Stratton. That's good. Number two, there's a thing called Money in the Bank, and it's screaming her name. Tiffy time. Tiffy time. Pink Money in the Bank. Oh, you, you see the vision already. And then she'll be like, it's Tiffy time. And then, and, then you, and then get this, yeah? Becky, I'm getting my win back. She cashes it on Bex. I like it. We have an unnamed uh, an unknown username. Please do let our moderators know it's a Streamlabs issue. Catch you, Streamlabs. Uh, said aside from my gripes with Naomi being eliminated first, thanks Trips. I do feel like the women's chamber was the best match. The men's chamber looked like plain uh, old and pain, and Nia and Rhea had a good match, albeit slow. Congrats, Bronson Reed, though. Yeah, Bronson Reed announced that he and his wife did have uh, a baby, but um, so it, it comes down to a little bit. Turn about in your episode. So the conversation going into this show was. Oh, Bronson Reed's not on the show because him and his wife are expecting a baby. Bronson Reed has cleared the air now. He said, no, I was never going to be on the show because my wife was expecting around that time. So it's not that he was not booked on the show because of the family. He was never booked on the show because of his family. Semantics, everyone. Semantics. It's still orange to me, guys. It's still orange. <laughs> it's still the color. It's it's orange. It looks orange. <laughs> it smells like orange. It's orange. 
That's what he's telling you guys. I, I mean, yeah. He, and also what he's trying to say is, my baby wasn't involved. You bet your bum I was going to be there. He'd but, have been in the chamber. Yeah, it would have been. This was next something. Wherever, whenever they go back to Australia. Whenever the tourism board ponies up the money again. Wherever he's from, because he's not from there. He's, he's, he's from, I think, Adelaide probably. So he's kind of like, hey, go to Adelaide. When was they did Super Showdown in Australia? Was that what they did at the cricket ground? 2018? I think, looks okay, Survivor Series participant <laughs> winner. All right. <laughs> You, you already told you I can't remember. He's kind of talking to someone with memory loss and asking him questions he doesn't remember, okay? It's 2018. Stop um, showing off. Yes, yeah. 2018. Yes, yeah, sure. Pretty sure it was a Super, year- Super Showdown, right? Yeah? I think yeah, it was, it was cool that. And then did Trips and Taker. So what I'm saying is, that was six years ago. Yeah. So maybe looking at 2030, that's when you can have Bronson Reed have his big wrestle, uh, his big what, WWE what Australia show. What year are we? What? <laughs> 2030? Gosh, how old will we be? Gosh. Well, I'll be, well, in my mid-40s. I'll uh, be in my earlies. <laughs> so earlier when you was like oh, Sammy's pushing 40 now like you know is that the no like- you know what I'm sorry it's the man listen I forget that Triple H doesn't care about age it's just the, the man brain of me is like oh he's he's 40 quick you know because even like Santos Escobar we're like who he's he's future he's turning 40 as well this year guys come on let's move quick Bobby Lashley's in his mid 40s look at him though yeah, uh, look at him AJ Styles he's in his mid 40s Bobby stop aging at some point <laughs> <laughs> that's like, what it is like truth yeah again he stopped aging at some point because again we're just a quick detour truth can still go in the ring so please i know he just does jokes and comedy and stuff like that but he can still go can you do the this the flippy spinny do elbow thing no you can't that's athletic can you do splits like you look like they're gonna break your ankle no that's athletic yes uh, when did truth stop aging it was in the year 2000 he did he was getting rowdy with it he was getting rowdy mm-hmm. uh amfos says uh keep live out of that title match Rhea versus becky is the mania match and Rhea versus live can be Rhea's first main post mania feud with or without the title also Birminghammer is perfect mm. you, you know what yeah give or take i understand it if we dilute certain main events because it is a dream match for a real Ripley versus Becky Lynch. As someone, this is, these are matches people have been fantasy booking since NXT. So I understand that. But at the same time, Liv Morgan's got a fan base that you can't mess with, guys. I'm just saying. <laughs> if you've seen the fan base, he's laughing because he's seen the, he's seen Twitter, he's seen forums. They go crazy for Liv Morgan. No, it's because you said that. My first thought was like, oh, it's like Sasha Banks fans. Oh yes, yes, <laughs> yes. But yeah, that's that's a whole different fan base. But yeah, Liv Morgan. Fa- I, listen, I've seen Liv Morgan accounts on X going for this woman stacy said hey guys long time listener first time ultra chatter i attended the show tonight and had a fantastic time there are a few technical difficulties not sure they're related on the stream uh, and i was surprised that tiffy was the second most overstar of the night matt here said really solid show yeah it's predictable that's not always a bad thing becky versus Rhea should be great any other year it would headline wrestlemania i actually don't think we're going to get seth versus drew on night one at mania i think they've been telling the story of sammy trying to get his way to mania and he's never beaten drew mcintyre i think before mania sammy beats drew and gets inserted into the rollins match i actually think the card for wrestlemania looks like Rhodes and Rollins versus Rock and Reigns. Rhodes versus Reigns. Rollins versus Zayn versus McIntyre. Lynch versus Ripley. Bailey versus EO. Gunther versus Gable. Judgment Day versus Awesome Truth. Lashley and Prophets versus uh, Final Testament. Force Count Anywhere. DIY New Day Creed's BSS. Pretty strong style. Logan Paul multi ladder match. LWO Legado. Jade versus Nia. Bianca versus Stratton. Jay versus Jimmy. A women's title match. And the women's tag showcase. Wow, Jay versus Jimmy. Would you even give him? No offense. Every few sounds hot, but that few sounds hot as well because Jimmy has screwed Jay of all of his matches indirectly and yeah, yeah, directly. Yeah. 
Hmm. I think that's pretty much bob on with what I think the mania card looks like. Okay, since I'm overdosing the multivitamins, yeah. <laughs> Triple threat match. Jimmy J is solo. Triple threat match. Gunter, Chad, and Sheamus. Let's go all out. Uh, Sky here said, women's match felt like something WWE had to do for the sake of it, at least to me. Slow pace, never really got great. Felt like ba- felt very babyface heavy. It's a shame. The men's match I quite enjoyed. Also spent most of the match worried about Randy. I used to go selling as Randy. Mm. Uh, Geek of Arabia, as deeply predictable as the show was as with all foregone conclusions it's more interesting to see how we get to the result can't wait to see how this leads to wrestlemania also the perth crowd was certainly a hot one happy sad e day the other thing that annoyed me is that there was a number of segments about the previous smackdown where grayson had a meeting with paul Heyman and roman so what was that all about right <laughs> deep in thought it looks serious and then what just for him to ask questions about yeah we were meant to get the main event in wrestlemania and no one wanted it like i don't i don't get it like that yeah let's not talk about that it, it makes the segment even worse than how we described it <laughs> i actually did forget about that jimmy g has been a member for 29 months in a row said happy sat e day it was nice to have a morning show solid b level pay-per-view not exactly history mating 42 days to wait i guess final fantasy 7 will keep me busy until then hmm. i just hope that this final fantasy 7 game actually is a game this time unlike the last one which was a 40 hour prelogue uh, or prologue rather i will i will die on this hill final fantasy 7 story does not start until you get out of midgard and i spent all 40 hours inside that bloody city waiting it was like when do i get out when do i get out when do i get to the story here when do i get to the actual plot of this game sounds depressing it was and the combat's cack as well so i'm hoping the new one's better starlia said i was there traveled from new zealand and it's the most fun i've had in a very 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 long time the crowd were awesome there wasn't a single negative to the experience maybe it felt different because of the telly though jam that jam always helps when you're there yeah like all in helps that i was i was certainly at that show i enjoyed yeah, that a lot more too. also i think our live watch parties have the same thing like clash of the castle you know where we did the watch party i think that sort of elevated things mm. rumble i think really elevated things uh even survivor series ben valeric uh who did bronson reed f off um uh like all like as if we needed lashley in the chamber oh yeah and we went through this as why it's, it, it seemed like a nice joke who did he f off his wife apparently <laughs> he's got a child now man bumped him out uh, as well as myself too i guess it, uh, bronson reed is awesome walter ripley and hartwell all got to go home and compete but screw bronson reed i guess well benny's had a kid so that's why exactly he's been screwing around producing the child guys yeah. he'll be back probably next year but it's like that's more important trust me guys if you ever have a children we tell you guys it changes you man it changes you man it changes you at the moment that kid was handed to me i was like well i'm never in the same life ever again now when my when i saw my child i was like man i'm a supporting character in her show now <laughs> legit yeah when i saw my child i was like nope it's not about me anymore i'm no. not the starring character i'm dad in that's this kid's yeah. show hello kid You've been giving your mom heartburn. Look at all that hair. My life will never be the same mm-hmm. ever again. In a good way, by the way, guys. In a good way. Expand your life in uh, a different way. It's the absolute best. Mwah. I gave my kid a Princess Peach action figure yesterday because she's now obsessed with the Super Mario Brothers movie. And she, her little eyes just lit up. She was so excited. We took it shopping with us because she didn't want to leave Princess Peach at home. And she was carrying little Princess Peach around with her the entire time we were shopping. Got home. She was bouncing her around on the sofa. And then we were in the bath and she was like, I would also like a Donkey Kong. What? <laughs> You're going to make into a video game nerd as well, right? She's a video game nerd in the making. Either that, she just loves the movie. I can tell you that much. She, Wait, you'd be like, she's got you, zero idea that it's based on a video listen, game property. But I feel like when she see it, all bets are off. I'll right? also say as well, mm. it's she is into Princess Peach and Donkey Kong. At, to a lesser extent, Luigi. She likes Luigi, but she is like, when we start the movie, Princess Peach doesn't show up for the first like 25 minutes. So she's like, where's Princess Peach? 
and she keeps saying, she'll look at me like, Daddy, where's Princess Peach? Oh, no. She has a moment later on where she gets the ice flower. She's like, it's like Elsa. She's like frozen now. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. My daughter likes go. She says, let it go. But she goes to Alexa, go. <laughs> and she goes, go. And I was like, okay, repeating it. Legit, repeat the song again. And she'll be like, go. And I was like, gosh, go. And I was like, why is there no repeat button? Because this is too much. Because the song's on for like two minutes. And like, go. Man, kids. I, got, I think this will be the first year where my Spotify wrapped is absolutely boring. Oh, mine's ready. Mine's ready. Buggered. I've, I've I've done pretty well. Like last year, I gave my wife like a whole separate Spotify account to be Ooh. like, as I was basically, I was like, look, I got you the separate Spotify account. You know, for playing songs for the kids, like you know, we'll put it on your account because I I like my Spotify rap and I think it represents who I am. Don't mess with my algorithm. Don't mess with my my playlist. Mine's stuff. messed up. Mine's my Wiggles oh. was like number two on the list. It's it's <laughs> it's out the window now though because every yes. time she gets in the car, she's like, I would like to hear Let It Go. And then so you gotta put that on. She likes the wind in my hair song from the Tangled TV series. That's gotta go on. Life is a highway from cars. What she say what she think is sung by Mac. So she's like, put that song on. Ain't no way Scene Queen's being number one this year. Uh, Will Campbell says, Saturday Day is back. I thought today's show was excellent, but being a parent's the best, by the way. Uh, yes. I thought today's show was excellent. Yeah, we all knew the results, but I like how all the matches got to them. Drew is an amazing, slimy git. Rhea looked like a sort of rock star. The tag match was awesome, and Tiffany absolutely showed out. Yeah, we should say as well, I loved the finish of the men's match. Yeah. Because it was Drew winning via outside interference Bingo. when his whole heel turn has been fueled by frustrations over losing a match via outside justice <laughs> i loved the finish that they had on the cody match on monday loved the finish of this here Mwah. i love hypocrite drew yes right so so good. also cody needs to work on his neck i mean it seems to be a weak point and also stop <laughs> stop backing off man stop, that's how you get spiked on the neck mate um People say like, is she French? What is that accent? It's because she doesn't. She English is. She's learning the language. She's learning how to string sentences together. So it's a bit stilted. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kids are still learning the way, man. It's only when they get to nursery, all of a sudden they come home to Cockney. You're like, what the heck? Where did you pick that up from? I make that day. Can you give me a fruit, please? Uh, and we've also got Chris Deaton here said, I, uh, I can't believe me and Peach had the same birthday and it's the same day as Elimination Chamber. Well, happy birthday, uh, Chris. Bronson Reed apparently said he was initially supposed to be at Elimination Chamber. So apparently he was. Uh, and Misha here said, Saturday Day is back. Saturday Day forever. Watched live with Adam God among men, Pearson, and a ton of mimosas. Wish it could have been a rest of watch party, but still was a grand old time. Give me Logan versus Randy at Mania, please and thanks. Yeah, curse you, sucks nation. So we had to, we couldn't do our watch party for this show today. Uh, yeah, I was looking forward to actually being there for yeah. once. Yeah. So I was booked for the show and then the Sucks Nations had to show up and ruin everything for everyone. I was going to celebrate that I won the Men's Royal Jamble, that I'm going to wrestle Jamia night two and I'm going to win. Where's the belt? The belt's usually here somewhere. Oh, well, Dan's got it. Oh, oh. I'm going to be champion, man. And Kuzu here said, uh, what do you think uh, Liv does now? She was, gonna, she was never going to face Rhea at Mania, but they've been building up this revenge tour for her. Maybe SummerSlam. What would that match be? Uh, what uh, would that be a match to sell? Show was great. Also, welcome back, Sat. Love to have you back. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know what you do with Livermania, I guess. It's either fight for the tag titles or insert her into a triple threat for the title. Like I already said, guys, two options. Tag titles, which she always, you know, asserts herself into. Because, you know, her and Raquel are um, a tag team, established tag team. Or triple threat. This guy here being like, wait until these guys have their kids turn heel and they're terrible too. Kids two and a half. She's already there, bud. She's yeah. already there. She, by 10 months, she really started, you know, 
put in the seeds of a hill turn and she solidified it. Yeah. yeah. We, had a, we had a proper falling out yesterday because she would not brush her teeth. Yeah. And she says, no, 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 no. And, and while my partner's cleaning the shower tray with bleach, she had full plate of food on the shower tray. <laughs> Yay, kids. Mwah. And I was like, mm, love you. <laughs> I'm going to go see my kid. I was signing off the news. But anyway, that's all we've got time for on today's show. Sat, it's been wonderful having you here. First, uh, time, you. first time. First time podcast duo. So this has been uh, a lot of fun. I've been looking forward to this day. Finally getting to do a podcast. The DADs, man. The DADs finally in the house. Thank you all so much for watching. Let us know in the comments down below what you thought of this pay-per-view. Press the subscribe button if this is your first time here and you've made it this far and you haven't already. Give us a little thumbs up as well. Thank you to our wonderful live chat. Let's end the poll and see what you thought of this show. Ooh, 61% thumbs up, 35% thumbs in the middle. Okay. So yeah, I think that is, that's about what I expected it to be. Because it wasn't a bad show. It wasn't a bad show. No. Good show, matches were good, it's just that it was a a contractual obligation more than it was a pay-per-view event. You paid for this, so we're doing it. Look, we've given you Seth and Cody, we've given you Aussie guy talk show, but no rock and roll, man. Sorry, guys. There you are, so... Thank you all so much for watching. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow with the Collision Review and a little recap of what happened on SmackDown as well. And then we'll be back on Monday, uh, sorry, Tuesday rather, with the Raw Review and on Thursday with the Dynamite Review as we head towards AEW Revolution. 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 Thank you all so much for watching. I've been Luke Owen, D-A-D. That has been Sad Eniangi, D-A-D. Yes, I have. Jam that jam. Jam it. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.